We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, you know what it's time for. It's rapid fire time. <laughs> the best Let's, time of the show. That's right. Let's start with this. Notre Dame minus 11 and a half, an 11 and a half point favorite. That line actually moved in their favor a point over the last couple of days. The over under 40 and a half for Notre Dame and Cal. What do you like Saturday? Um. So wait, you're telling me that Notre Dame is actually favored Favored by 11 and a half right now. To beat 2-0 Cal as 0-2 Notre Dame, who just lost to Marshall. I think mm-hmm. that that is that is very surprising, in my opinion. I think that that line should be probably around 6.5, maybe, for Notre Dame. Okay. Um, I don't think that Notre Dame has deserved to be an 11.5 point favorite in this game. You know, Cal has been able to succeed offensively and put up points. Notre Dame has not been able to succeed offensively and put up points. Um, I definitely – yes, I – that's not even a tease. That's a smash. That's <laughs> I think this game definitely hits the over. Um, you know, that's only 20 points per team. Maybe that's, you know, you know, uh, so what, three touchdowns each. I think Notre Dame might get four and then Cal gets two. Um, but I, I'm I'm definitely thinking that this this game is going to get uh, racked up in points because Cal, like I said, Cal likes to pass the ball. It's going to be a long game whether or not they're getting, you know, incompletions or first downs, the clock is going to be stopping a lot. There's going to be more possessions. Um, so I, I do see this game definitely hitting the over, but I don't like Notre Dame as 11 and a half point favorites. I think that number should be down a little bit. Completely agree with that. I, I, I like the over on this as well. I believe that is my score prediction, which will come out tomorrow at Irish Breakdown uh, when uh, we, we publish all of our score predictions. The over I like I do like Notre Dame winning this game, but again, I, I think points are going to be somewhat at a premium just based on the way things have gone so far. And I agree. Eleven and a half just seems crazy in this. <laughs> I just I don't know. Eleven and a half is a lot. I agree. Like like a touchdown or so seems a lot more reasonable based on things how things have gone so far. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Notre Dame has not forced a turnover through its first two games? Uh, it is inexcusable that Notre Dame has not created a turnover the first two games. I could see – I could give a pass uh, to, to to them against Ohio State. That's a very good quarterback, a very good offense, a guy who knows 
you know, what to do with the ball in that kind of situation, but to not get anything against Marshall uh, was a little, a little head scratching. I know Columbia, they like to run the ball and they like to get the ball out quick. So, you know, chances of turnovers are a little bit lower, but I mean, when you're, when you're Notre Dame and you're, you're, you're supposed to have this kind of presence on defense, especially your defensive line, you need to create pressure to force interceptions. You need to create pressure and get some sacks that potentially, you know, might lead to some fumbles, but it's completely inexcusable in my opinion. I think if Notre Dame wants to win this game, they need to create at least one turnover from Cal. Interesting that Ohio State still hasn't created a turnover yet as Archer 452 just let us know. I didn't pay that close attention to their game. <laughs> well, last they week. you know, when they play Toledo this week, they don't really need to create a bunch of tor- turnovers. That offense is just <laughs> That's gonna, true. It's going to be an air raid again just like it was last week. That's I, true. You know, I I my boss huge Ohio state fan. And we were talking today. I, I don't, I don't see Ohio state not scoring less than 21 points again this season. I think yeah, that, I that they're definitely going to hit over 21 points the rest of this game. And when you have an offense like that, you know, you're, I know what you're saying. Like it's, it's like, okay, you know, why be so hard if even a, you know, a team like Ohio state hasn't created a, a turnover, but Ohio state doesn't need to create turnovers at a level that Notre Dame does because Ohio state's offense is, one of the best in the country and right now thing. Notre yes. Dame's offense is kind of at the bottom of the country if we're because being honest. if you if you cause a turnover in either of those games last week you're probably you're probably looking at completely different outcomes in both games you know especially if you come up with it at the right time you know if it's an opportunistic type turnover and it's just unfathomable to me now I realize you've got a new defensive coordinator and all that but you also have a you know a, a new head coach with a defensive background, and this team was 15th in the nation last year in turnover margin. They were plus nine in turnover margin last year, and to be sitting here two games into the season, especially when you're playing a group of five team and you can't cause one turnover to help affect a game, and you turn the ball over that many more times than then Marshall that, you know, you lose the turnover margin against Marshall. It is just, it is just bonkers to me because watching these guys in training camp, you know, we got to see a lot of the position drills at the beginning of practice and it both sides of the ball. The focus was, you know, the focus for the offense was ball security. The focus for the defense in their position groups was going and, you know, ball hawking going and getting the ball and so far we've not seen it now Al Golden said this week you know a lot of the a lot of times these things come in bunches and they just haven't been able to cause anything so far so it's it's really head scratching that especially in a game like last week they lose the turnover margin they were not able to cause anything we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So let me turn that into this one on that same subject. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you agree with this? If Notre Dame has more sacks than Cal and wins the turnover battle Saturday, they will get their first win. Oh, that's... 10 out of 10. That's if they get more sacks, they create some turnovers. I don't doubt that they will win the game. I think that that gives the offense a little bit of momentum. I think that the defense knows that they need to, you know, anchor down and create those turnovers and create those kind of sacks and and those situations to get, you know, get, get Cal's offense off the field. I, I, it's a direct correlation the more that this defense excels, the higher probability that Notre Dame has to win. And that's that's largely a product of, you know, the offensive struggles and a backup quarterback going on right now. And it sounds like uh, my dog I think Henry agrees. agrees. I think yeah. Henry agrees with everything that you're saying. He's like, yeah, you nailed it. You he's nailed getting, it, Pops. He's getting <laughs> fired up back here. He know he sees me and he, he knows what needs to be done. That's right. Exactly. And I completely agree. You, you know, like, Isaiah Foskey forced six fumbles last year, and he was the sack leader last year. And we, you know, we finally saw a sack last week. I think that's that's a big part of it. You know, again, like this is a, a team that gave up four sacks to Cal last week. If Isaiah Foskey can get free, I think he alone can accomplish both things. All, you know, again, we're talking about two close games. They were unable to force a turnover in either game. I think that that definitely if they get to plumber more regularly and they win the turn and they get uh win the turnover margin they're going to win this game on saturday absolutely agree with that they've got to be able to help this offense out by getting a couple of takeaways during a game it's it's just as simple as that so jess we're going to see a new quarterback of course saturday drew pine making his first career start. Cooper Rush is going to start for the Dallas Cowboys as well this weekend. So whose quarterback situation are you more confident in right now, Notre Dame's or the Cowboys? I would have to say I'm more confident in Notre Dame, actually. Uh, and that's because, you know, the the Notre Dame or the Cowboys last week problems went beyond the quarterback play. They had one wide receiver and a bunch of undrafted free agents out there. And when you don't have guys running to the right part of the field, you can't really do anything because then your scheme falls apart. You know, the the plays are largely designed on wide receivers running a very specific route and occupying very specific zones in the field. And you couple that with a backup quarterback and still bad wide receivers. I think that there's an issue flip side, Notre Dame, 
they have the players to make plays in space. They're just not getting them to the getting them the ball in an efficient manner. But I think that they've kind of realized those things. And like I said, that uh, I think that Pine's going to be ready to get that ball out. He's going to rip it. Um, and I think that he's he's going to get the ball to his guys very quickly. And there's going to be little hesitation. I think that he's going to have one or two kind of primary reads. And outside of that, he's going to probably be told just to eat the ball at that point. He's going to get the, you know, it's going to be a lot of quick pace, hike, you know, quick drop, get the ball out quickly and let our guys get in space. Um, and I think that, you know, Notre Dame has that advantage is they have more players in the key, in the skill position who knew what, know what they're doing compared to the Dallas Cowboys, which is kind of crazy to say. Yeah, I've seen the Cooper Rush story before and I mean you nailed all the details right there and you know we saw the Cooper Rush story two years ago when Dak Prescott broke his ankle it did not end well the skill position just again as you detailed right there the skill position situation for the Cowboys right now is much worse than it was two years ago so I am much more confident in Notre Dame's situation especially if you know they've got the skill they've got guys with speed they have to get them on the field and they have to utilize it that is the big thing are you going to put drew pine in a position to succeed by having some of these guys on the field and getting the ball in their hands in ways that we have not seen so far that's the biggest question tom asking as we were talking about jack Plummer, does he have wheels the cal quarterback he does not he's not jake Plummer. you know from back in the day jake the snake he is uh jack Plummer. And he does not have the same kind of wheels uh, that that uh, Jake Plummer has. And uh, Plummer, I like um, this one too. I'm glad salty. you brought this one up. Plummer likes to throw interceptions. Let's accommodate him. He and- loves to. Uh, he loves the the hash to hash throw, which is very surprising. Like in the game, I I don't know if it's a product of who they're playing UNLV, but he made two throws all the way across the field, hash to hash, like ten yards down. And I'm telling you, I said it yesterday, Tyreek Bracey going to create that first turnover. He's going to try that deep across the field throw. Tyreek Bracey is going to go up and get it. I'm telling you right now, all of you can pay me next week. All right. <laughs> when all Tyreek right. Bracey gets that interception. I'm ready. First, first turnover created by the defense. Everyone's buying Jesse a beer next week if that happens, right? I'll post my Venmo in the chat. Don't worry. All right. Oblige him. I feel like that was an inglorious bastard's. <laughs> reference i don't know if it actually was or not from uh from salty but uh up as frag says shun's right regarding turnovers barring that game should not be close offensive stat for uh Callow versus davis first quarter four possessions three punts interception total yards minus one. Oh, is bad defense is middling notre dame plus plus yeah get a turnover or two and you can drastically change the complexion of the game here's a question for you Jess on Notre Dame's offense. Will Notre Dame which which will Notre Dame have first this season? A 100-yard rusher or a 100-yard receiver? Oh, uh, I believe it's going to be a 100-yard receiver and it's going to be against Cal. I don't know if it's going to be uh I don't know if it's going to be Mayer. I I honestly could see as long as long as they do what they're supposed to, I could see Tyree creeping up just because of his big play ability being able to, you know, catch maybe a screen and go 20, 30 yards. Um, and it's it's so hard to say who it's going to be because they're not putting the best personnel out there. You know, yeah. it could easily be Tobias Merriweather in a game like this because, you know, again, you get him the ball and you just let him operate in space with its athleticism. You don't know, you don't got to know a whole lot 
as a wide receiver to catch a screen, you know, like it's, 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 it's really not that difficult. So I think it's going to be a hundred yard receiver. I just don't know. It's going to be this game. I just don't know who it's going to be. You know, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be someone like Mayer or, or Tyree or Merriweather. I don't think it's, you know, outside of those three, I don't know who else it could really be. Yeah. I'm going to say receiver as well, because, you know, like what you were talking about, that we've seen so much of Estime, and I like Estime, but the the problem is, is he's just got to get it up in there and and find a hole. There's still too much lateral movement. Now, not all that is his fault. Some of that is the play design and stuff like that. But I think it's the receiver as well. Fill in the blank. Notre Dame wearing green jerseys against Cal Saturday is blank. Notre Dame wearing green uniforms is tradition against Cal. I love the green uniforms. I don't care if you're 0-2. I don't care how bad you are. I love the green uniforms and any excuse to wear them. Just it to me, it's an extension of the Notre Dame tradition. You know, no, I, I don't know if there's any more iconic green jerseys than Notre Dame's. I love the way that they look this year. I think they did a great job with those and I'm really excited to see them wear them. And, you know, maybe it's that little spark that the team needs. You know, there's always Guys love that kind of stuff, whether it's a jersey, whether it's, you know, a new pair of cleats that they're wearing for the game. Guys eat that stuff up. And with a team that's struggling right now, I think doing things like this, you know, I know it's been planned. No one knew that they would be 0-2 going into this game. But I just think it provides just a little bit more of that factor of guys enjoying being out there. And I think it's fun. I love when they wear the green uniforms. I hope that they give out a green towel like they used two years ago for every fan. That way, you know, everyone's participating with the green. You know, I, I just think it should be a green invasion this Saturday, and it should be all hands on deck to, to get this first win. I love the fact that they're wearing green. I was talking to some people earlier this week, and I heard that there were already people saying, oh, if we lose again, it's going to be because of the green. You're not going to lose because of the green jerseys. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it was already planned. And I, I love the fact that they did it this way that they weren't just springing the green you know on everybody i think that there should be one designated green game every year i love the fact they're doing it they tweeted out a picture of uh, the green jerseys today and as you said names on the back the names are in white the numbers are navy blue with the gold trim which i don't like i don't like those dark numbers on this green especially if maybe if this green was a little bit lighter and there was more differentiation, I would just prefer white, you know, solid white numbers on these. Yep. I think it would be a really like, cause like the white names, you know, that again, like go to the Notre Dame football Twitter account. You can see the picture of them. If you haven't seen them already that, you know, th that white lettering pops on that green. I, I would, I would like to see white uh, numbers to match i think that they you know it would really pop it would really look sharp but i love i love the green i'm glad they're doing it yeah uh, like you can kind of see on the ib flag back there it's it would be ideal if they did the white uh lettering and the gold outline with the green uniforms if, if they just changed those navy blue numbers to a white color i think that they would be perfect um, but I can't complain. I still think that they look sharp, and I'm excited for them to wear them this weekend. Yeah, Brian said whiter gold numbers. I agree. I would I would rather see that. Okay, after drafting Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown in fantasy football, a guy direct messaged St. Brown on IG, and here's what he said. Congrats. You've been selected to my fantasy team. With that being said, I want to set some ground rules. 
will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I'll break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts, and then you will run a mile. Perfection. Jesse, what are your thoughts on this? A guy <laughs> drafting a player on his fantasy football team and sending him this kind of message. You know, it's like when you read something like this, you you just hope that he's trolling, right? Like it, it can't be, it can't be serious. And if he, if it is serious and there's so many more problems going on, like who, like, like, do you think that you as one person is going to influence the, the play of an NFL wide receiver? And two, don't you think that St. Brown knows these things? Don't you think he's trying to catch every pass? Don't you think he's trying to execute every right. block? Do you think like says, you're going to motivate a professional football player to do better with a message like this. Yeah, exactly. It's like one, are you trolling? And two, what are you hoping to accomplish if you're not? Like either way, it's not a good look. I hate that these people get so consumed. You know, fantasy football is supposed to be fun, have a good time. It gives you, you know, the opportunity to probably watch some players that you don't normally watch and it gets you into some games outside of, you know, the team that you root for. Um and unfortunately it just just like with everything else, guys you know, not guys and guys and females find ways to to just take it to the next level for no reason. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it is above and beyond. And, and St. Brown posted, you know, he took a screenshot of it and and posted it. I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but I'll just say don't 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 be don't be. <laughs> Don't be sending direct messages to guys you trapped in fantasy football. It's like you, you hear all these stories about, about people, like they get a chance to meet some of these players. Oh, I've got you on my fantasy football team. That's the last thing these players want to hear about is you getting them on their fantasy football team. Because like you said, I think they're motivated enough without it. Um, <laughs> we are Marshall. I took the first pick in my fantasy draft, the Dallas Cowboys backup quarterback. Good luck with that. God bless you. I will, I will say Cooper Rush. Okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last question tonight. Aaron Judge has 57 home runs this season. This is our token baseball question for the week. I guess it's our second, actually. We had a Pujols question earlier. If he gets to 62, he would rank first the New York Yankees record and the still-standing American League home run record of 61 set by Roger Maris. So if Judge does that, would you consider him to be the true MLB single season home run record holder? 
Uh, it's tough because you got, you know, six different kind of, you know, outside of Maris, you got three seasons by Sosa, two seasons by McGuire. And then obviously Barry Bonds has the single season record, but all of that is kind of shadowed, neglected, overlooked by the steroids. And so this one's hard for me because I, I say Barry Bonds should still be in the Hall of Fame. And if I make that stance, then I, I believe that it should hold true that Barry Bonds single season home run record should stand as true as well. And so for those reasons, I don't think that I could necessarily recognize it as the single season record. And another thing I want to say is I am far more concerned. You know, this Aaron Judge thing is cool, hitting a lot of home runs. I want to I'm more consumed with Pujols getting to 700. Are you? I, I, I'm, I could care less about judges you know home runs this season i think that's a product of him being a yankee and all those things well there have been a lot of other yankees though who have never got to 62 or even you know 60 for that matter yeah and so i i don't like the yankees but i agree you know i agree with but there have been a lot of other yankees who haven't even got that many so yeah is it impressive yes could i ever do it no is it very hard has any (laughs) other yankee ever done it no, and like I would be impressed. Yes, if he could set the single season Yankee record for you know it's you know it's the hands down the best organization you know in in MLB. But what I'm saying is is I am more consumed with Albert Pujols getting to to 700. I think that's far more of a milestone than a single season record to have the longevity over his career and to hit a milestone of 700. Very I true. Think that's a big number. And I, you know, a side question, I know we're kind of getting derailing here a little bit, but I want to ask you if you're Albert Pujols, cause he's got about a month left to get three home runs. If he gets two more and sits at 699. <laughs> do you ask the Cardinals to bring you back until you get to 700? This is what Vince and I talked about the other day. I it's, think, I think you've got to come back. You have to. Now the, the, the question is, is he coming back with the Cardinals or like, is he coming back with, you know, like, the Pittsburgh Pirates, or it's only going to be the Cardinals. No one's going to yeah. give him a contract if he's sitting at six ninety nine. The car he's done so much for the Cardinals. I think that there's no way that you sit at six ninety nine and call it a career. You tell the Cardinals, "Hey, we're I'm playing. You don't even have to pay me. I just want career home run number seven hundred. As soon as I hit it, I'll retire, and you'll right. never have to hear from me again." <laughs> That's exactly right. Let me let me DH for a week and see if I can get it, or two weeks, or however long it takes. I agree with that. Pujols needs to come back if he's sitting on six ninety nine. They're both hitting hitting at a clip that they should break this record. I, I guess back to the I, so I completely agree with what you were talking about with Pujols. I think you got to come back if you're sitting on six ninety nine. I think he's going to get over seven hundred this year. Oh, they're going to throw him lob balls, you know? Yeah, you they're going to just so. feed him some fastballs right down yeah. the middle. You know, I think Barry Bonds was a great player, but. I think Aaron Judge, like there needs to be at this point, if you were going to put an asterisk next to Roger Maris's 61 for as long as they did, which they did in the record books, there's got to be an asterisk next to Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah. As well. And, but, you know, unfortunately, there's not. Now, we don't know with 100% certainty that Aaron Judge isn't taking anything because there are other synthetic, you know, and I'm not saying that he is, I'm just saying. There are enough new synthetics out there, you know, and things that they haven't been able to detect yet. Aaron Judge is a, you know, is a guy who hasn't got close to this number before because of some health things. It's like all of a sudden he's staying healthy for a full season. So again, I'm not saying 
but at the same time to to break it's it's amazing because of all these other records you know the the bonds and the mcguire and sosa obviously we know they're in the national league but i think it kind of got swept up you know back like in in 97 with with the home run chase and all that stuff that that like this is still the American League record that Roger Maris through all this, even though he doesn't have the big league record, sixty one is still the American League record and the Yankee record, and and Judge is just smashing home runs <laughs> left and right. So you know I'm not a Yankee fan by any stretch of the imagination either. I don't necessarily hate Aaron Judge, but I think it's 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 a it's a record if he gets it that you know they they need to really celebrate considering. Basically, all these other records should really just be thrown in the garbage can. You know, and last thing I'll kind of say on this is the Yankee, if he gets that that 62, the Yankees just look that much worse because they could not get him locked up Couldn't before this signed. season. Yep. And now he's going to potentially break your, you know, the AL record held by a Yankee. So he's going to be the, you know, the leading Yankee home run leader. He could be the leading AL home run leader all time. That's just that's that's this right here. That's money signs in Aaron Judge's eyes. And you got to give credit to Aaron Judge because he turned down the money in a contract year and he's hitting all these freaking home runs. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight as we finish with a little baseball talk. And don't forget, we've got IB Countdown to kick off 10 o'clock Saturday morning live right here on the YouTube channel. You will find it on the podcast channels as well. Afterwards, don't forget, hit the like button, subscribe, rate, review, comment, all that good stuff. We do appreciate it. Jesse, have a good weekend. Enjoy the wedding that you're going to. And, uh, you know, find us afterwards. I'm sure you'll be able to uh, to find it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave everyone on this. I'm going to find everyone when Tariq Gracie gets that interception. And when you see Cal passing the ball, 90% of the time, when they come out of shotgun 11 personnel, you know where to find me. <laughs> That's right. All right. We're looking for Tariq Bracey. We will talk to you, well, Saturday next week as well on this show, Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Mm-hmm.